Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We gradually come into <clears throat> the end of our broadcast on the world of Armageddon. It's going to be part number six on the broadcast. And uh, we're just going to be dealing with, uh, remember we're talking about the third world, which is actually the fullness of the kingdom of God manifested. And uh, so we're talking about the world to come. Again, the world we're dealing with is Second uh, uh, Peter chapter 3. 12:13. Nevertheless, we according to His promise, look for new heavens and new earth, well in dwelleth world righteousness. That's what we're talking about. That's the world we're talking about. And don't forget, we're dealing with the wall of Armageddon. Like I said, this part number six. And so, again, reading Revelations uh, 16. 14 and 16 again. The kings of the earth and the, the whole world. Uh, to gather them together to the battle of that great day of God Almighty, and he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon, Revelation 16. You can take time to read from 12 to 16, but I just read now 14 and 16, just to indicate and, and to go with what we're dealing with, which has to do with the day of the Lord, as found in the book of Second Peter, chapter number 3. All right, so now. Hebrews chapter 12 verse number 27 have this to say and this world yet once more signified the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain verse 28 wherefore we receiving a kingdom are you there? Therefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Praise the living God. Just follow that. Amen. This word, yes, once more signified removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Praise the living God. Again we said, but why is this shaken? You may ask. It is because man has placed his confidence on other gods, such as wealth, education, politics, economic system, spiritual advancement on the negative side, religious Babylon, and on the Pentecostal level, the spirit of comportment of the gift of the spirit, I mean Pentecostal level, the spiritual comportment of the gift of the spirit without moving forward in God. You know, when I say this, sometimes people get confused. It's, God is not ending with Pentecost. And that's why you cannot even be thinking about the, 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 the world ending and all of those things that we try to think about. You, you, watch it. In Deuteronomy 16, verse 16, the Bible tells us there were three feasts in Israel. The Feast of Passover, the Feast of Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, by your salvation, you receive the Feast of Passover. And then, speaking in tongues on the gift of the Spirit, you're talking about the gift of the Spirit. That's Pentecost. But there's another feast, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. 
the tabernacle of God is with man. Where the fullness of God is manifested. In that dimension we're talking about the putting on of a glorified body. Like we find in the book of Romans chapter 8. If we look at verse 20 to 23. The earth grown even as they grown to with the, the redemption of our body. That is what we're talking about. So, we can't be settled for that which is Pentecost. We can't be settled for that which we think is all that God has in terms of the gift of the Spirit and miracles, signs and wonders. As good as those things are, which we need, which we also, I mean, manifest, we think that there is something beyond that. Because, you see, as long as your body is still in this state of decay, you need God. This is not God's body. This is not the ultimately what God has in mind. You see that? So God we have to have all of these wrong concepts and proud ideas removed. So that he would take his rightful place in our lives as our refuge. Our only true source of confidence in times of trouble. Like you find in Psalm 46 verse number 1 and verse number 11. Praise the Lord. I just need you to think about that. He's shaking these things away. He's taking them out of the place so that we can truly have him as the only source. Our only source. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, let me read this for you. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Verse 11 says, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Seller. Did you get that? This is what we're saying. But we have confidence in so many things. We're trusted in so many things. That God have to have those things shaken out so that he can have his rightful place. Therefore, when we read of he that sat on the great white throne from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, Revelation 20 verse number 11, like we said before, this is simply Christ in his righteous judgment. Which, that's why it is white throne. White speaks of righteousness. So we're talking about righteous judgment. That's why it is white throne. For whose presence, which is face, all that are made, the heaven and the Adamic man, the earth, cannot stand. Even as he rules over them by setting his right foot upon the sea, which is mankind, and his left foot upon the earth, Adamic, the kind of nature. You find that in Revelation chapter 10, if you, you've been able to read them. Sometimes you get confused about this, but let me just read it for you. Revelation chapter number 10, and then we look at verse uh, 1 and 2. Revelation 10, 1 and 2, very interesting passage. Look at what it said. I saw another mighty angel came down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud, and, and, and the rainbow was upon his head, and his face was at it well, the sun and his feet as pillar of fire, and the Bible said, and he had his, and he had his hand, a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and he set his left foot upon the earth. Can you see that? Right foot upon the sea, left foot upon the earth. What is that supposed to mean? Are you seeing this man so tall that one foot will rest in the Atlantic Ocean, another foot will be resting upon the earth, maybe the continent of Africa? Is that what he's talking about? No, 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 no. When you talk about the sea, I have mentioned that before in a previous broadcast, you're talking about humanity. When you talk about the earth, we're talking about the Adamic life as we're born the image of the earth, which are born the image of the heavenly. Is that okay? Right. So here, 
Anytime you set a foot on something, you ruling over that thing, you dominating that thing. And so here we find that God is taking time to take control. So here we find that it's removing from all realms of creation all that man has cherished and has been bowing down to even the elements in the heaven. He's controlling everything, he's subjecting everything. Is that okay? That's where there's a shaking. So this is what the Spirit says. If you look at Second Peter 3 verse 11 now. Saying then that all these things, the mode of worship, the carnal nature, the customs, etc. shall be dissolved. The word dissolved is L-U-O, lose, destroy, dissolve, melt, put off, etc. What manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation? That's manner of life and godliness. What manner, what kind of person ought ye to be knowing all these things? By implication, if you see trusting in all of these things, what about if they are removed, what's going to happen to you? You're going to lose out. That's what he's trying to say. You lose out completely. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, now, and this move of Christ upon the people is unexpected. Hence it is like a thief in the night. Is that okay? For not being mindful of the type of life they are living in. Just like it was with the church in Sardis in Revelation 3 verse number 3. It talks about a candlestick. Being the source of life and illumination was removed. I will remove your candlesticks. Revelation 3 verse 3. So the shaking of the heaven and the earth is a detriment of that which is highly exalted. Even as heaven represents that which is elevated. Hence, we read that God in his anger cast down from heaven unto the earth the beauty of Israel. Lamentation chapter 2. Look at 1 to 3. Cast down from heaven. Was, was Israel in heaven? In a geographical location. Now, when he say he cast down Israel from heaven, the position Israel was occupying by reason of his presence in Israel, God allowed other nations to come destroyed. That's what it means to be cast down from heaven. He was dethroned from that position of authority and power that he was occupying. The joy, as it were, that was supposed to be of the whole earth, he was cast down from it. You see? Praise the living God. Alright, so here Israel is represented as being veiled by the hand of God's judgment. The beauty of Israel is his temple. You know, if you take time to read all of that which I'm trying to uh, point out to you there in the book of Lamentation, uh, you'll be able to see clearly what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. That's Lamentation. Let's see if we can just pick it up. Um, book of Lamentation. We'll look at... Um, what, what chapter are we looking at here? Let's look at chapter 2 of the book of Lamentation. Praise the Lord. Lamentation chapter number 2. Very interesting passage as well. Verse 1 to 3. Look at it. Ah, how the Lord covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in his anger and cast down from heaven unto the earth the beauty of Israel. I remember not his foot stool in the days of his anger. The Lord has swallowed up all the inhabitants of Jacob and have not pitied he had thrown down in his shroud the strongholds of the daughter of Judah he has brought them down to the ground he has polluted the kingdom and the princes thereof verse 3 says and has cut off in his fierce anger all the horn of Israel he had drawn back his right hand from before the enemy and he bound Israel, I mean Jacob, that is, he bound against Jacob like a flaming fire 
which devoured round about. Did you see that? He's just talking about when he say he withdrew it, it means he withdrew his protection from Israel for all the enemies to come in and destroy the city. Is that okay? So here Israel, you see, as you read, represented, has been delivered, I mean, veiled by the hands of God's judgment, the beauty of Israel in his temple. His temple is a full stool. That's what you want to understand. Was the Ark of the Covenant, as often called, and this was done through the cloud of judgment. The full stool was destroyed, I mean, the covenant, the temple was destroyed. So the casting down of the beauty of Israel from heaven as a kingdom, with our principal rulers and the power was a destruction by Babylon as by fire. You can compare the shaking of Edom and Obadiah chapter 4 verse number, number 8, Isaiah 34, 4 to number 7. And then you can even think about companion in the book of, in the book of for instance, um, let's look at Matthew, for instance, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 23. You find an interesting thing here. Matthew 11, verse 23. Praise the living God. Matthew 11. Okay, here we go. Hallelujah. Matthew 11, verse number 23. And this is what you see. Where is Matthew 11 here? Okay, verse 23. And thy companion, which had exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in the have been done in Sodom, it will remain until this day. Why do you think Capernaum is casting up from heaven? Which heaven was it? This was because Jesus used Capernaum or made Capernaum is like a ministry headquarters. So the glory of Christ that was in this city is what is time being lifted up to heaven. Can you get that? This one is going to be lifted up to heaven. But it says, I'm going to be caused down. Meaning, Kapana is going to be destroyed. Are you following it? Okay. Therefore, we see that all those who are proud, loud-mouthed, and arrogant in their ways of life and religiosity, energized by the beastly nature in man, by his self-will, and confidence shall be destroyed to give way for God's true righteousness and glory for which he was made. The heavens are truly passing away. Praise the living God. For we look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwell a righteousness. And the time for this change is at hand. Praise the living God. We have arrived at an hour for the new world to begin. Even now, as we learn to rise up in God, we have arrived at an hour for the new world to begin. Even now, hallelujah. As we learn to rise up in God, to learn His ways, to be led by His Spirit, to know His voice, and be conformed to His image, the nature, the glory, the authority of the new world is being formed within us. We are coming into a world where all that we will ever do will originate from the kingdom of God, which is actually that we proceed from Receive forth from the Spirit of God. Every thought, every walk, every desire, every action, every activity, method, system, movement, or any other thing which originates in and proceeds forth from the Spirit of God is an expression of the kingdom of God. There is this, this, this is very simple. Amen. Anything that proceeds 
from the spirit of God is an expression of the kingdom of God. There's a simple but a sure way to test by which one may design whether anything is of the kingdom of God or whether it's of the kingdom of this world. Praise the living God. It's a very simple way. You just look at the life you live in and see. Is it proceeding? Is your action proceeding from God's kingdom or from the kingdoms of this world? And how do you know that? It's simply by the spirit that's motivating the action. So simple. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now here look at let me read this. This is this is so interesting. In the, in the book of Amplified Translation, I want to look at Amplified. First Corinthians 15, verse 27 to 28. Look at what he said. For he the Father hath put all things in subjection under his Christ's faith. But when he says all things are put in subjection under him, it is expedient that he, that is God himself, is exempted, who does the subjecting of all things to him. But look at verse 28. However, when everything is subjected to him, then the Son himself will also subject himself to the Father, who put all things under him, so that God may be all in all, will be everything to everyone, supreme, the indwelling and controlling factor of life. Hallelujah. The indwelling and controlling factor of life. Did you get that? God may be all in all. The indwelling and controlling factor of life. This friends is the ultimate finish. When we talk about the finish. People talk about the finish. What is the finish? This is the ultimate finish. God in control in everyone's life. Supreme, not contending with any other forces or spirit in the air, in your thought and action, just as Jesus will explain in Matthew 12 as well. Matthew 12, for instance, verse 28. What did he say? But if by the Spirit of God that I drive out the demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you before you expect that it to happen. That's what we're talking about. When the spirit leaves, when the shaking takes place, the kingdom of God, which has to do with the spirit, is established in your life. So we, we are told in, in 1 John chapter, uh, uh, um, I mean chapter 2 again, we read that before in, in previous broadcasts, but look at it again. In 1 John chapter number 2 and verse 15 to 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is not of the Father, but is of the world. Praise the Lord. Whatever is not of the Father is of the world. It's that simple. That one simple but profound truth is applicable to our individual lives and actions. Collectively to our nation, our government, our denominational church system. Our meetings, our schools, our politics, our ambition, plans, desires, hopes, aims, wills, commitment, involvement, etc. Whatever is not of the Father is of the world. Therefore, whatever is of the Father is of the kingdom of God. But only that. 
This will help us in our lives to separate the hay, wood, and stubble from the gold, silver, and precious stones of God's true temple. Therefore, you can check your life and even ministry with that one statement. What is that? Whatever is not of the Father. Are you see that? Amen. Whatever is not of the Father is of the world. Praise the living God. You can check your life. This is like a measuring tool. This is like, how do I put it? Anything you can ever use to measure if you're actually meeting up with the standard that God has ordained. Whatever is not of the Father is of the world. So, like I said, collectively and individually, our actions, even our nations, who is ruling our nation, our government, a parliament, who is there? Denominational system, the meetings, the creed, the board meetings. How is the spirit controlling our school? Which, which role is the spirit playing in our school? In politics, how is our politics being carried out? Our ambitions, is the spirit involved? Remember, whatever is not of the spirit of God is of the world. Our plans, our desires, our hopes, our aims, wells, commitment, involvement, anything that is not of the Father is of the world. Amen. We can measure our life with all of these things. I mean, just this one statement. And to know if we're actually fitting into God's kingdom or we've been controlled by another spirit. In summarizing all of this about the world of Amagadah, again, and it gathered them together to a place called in the Hebrew tongue Amagadah. So what again? I just want to put a summary to this. What again does Amagadah really stand for? One, this is a long-lasting battle of the ages. Until the final age of God's glory emerges. It is an old battle of the ages. It is a battle of the forces of evil against light and righteousness. This is what played out between Cain and Abel. That's a Magadon. Amen? That is a Magadon. Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel because his words were righteous. Amen? Two. Mahagadon is a battle that possesses the stronghold of the territory of ours in possession. What have been given to us but is the hands of the enemy? It's a battle that claim your rightful possession in God's held by the enemy of God. Like Canaan was to Israel. To possess and have the city of Megiddo rebuilt by Solomon. They have to be warfare. Like you find in 1 Kings chapter 9 and verse 15. This is Armageddon. How, how is it that that which belongs to you is still in the hands of your enemy? It's what we're talking about. How to reclaim it. How to claim that which belongs to you. Canaan has been given to the people. And Mag, I mean, Megiddo has been given to the children of Israel. But the enemy will not let go. That's what we're talking about. The world of Armageddon. Number three. Amagadon is a battle that repositions God's mind in the centrality of world's politics, economic, and religious affairs. How, do, how would God be centrally positioned in a political, economic, and religious affairs? That is Amagadon taking place. Are you there? Because the forces of evil don't want God to be centrally positioned in the world, in the realm of our politics, economic, and religion. 
in such a structure, the enemy doesn't want God to take a rightful place. I am saying that is a martyrdom. Is that okay? You remember what we read in the book of Revelation 16, 13 to 16. You read it again. Number four, the battle of Armageddon is where reformation is sought for to be destroyed. Listen closely to this. The battle of Armageddon is where reformation is sought for to be destroyed. Josiah was killed in this battle. Second Kings chapter 23, 29 to 30. Josiah was killed in the battle of Megiddo by Pharaoh Nicol. And he was a reformer. This tells us one thing. How reformation comes up and is destroyed by canon nature. Here you can consider the likes of Martin Luther. Moving out of the Catholic Church with the revelation, the just shall live by faith. And Martin Luther Jr. of the movement for black emancipation in the United States. The life of the life of Steve Biko of South Africa. Have you heard about them? People like Steve Biko. Before we talk about Nessie Mandela. All these things are the word of a Magadan. How many of you understand that even in South Africa, the Dutch, the, the, the Dutch Reformed Church were the people that actually supported apartheid from the Bible. They used the Bible to support apartheid. That blacks are not equal with the whites. And they tried to refer to the book of Genesis, the creation week. The church reforms of South Africa. It was the church itself that stood for appetite. Are you still there with me? This is what I'm talking about. This is the Armageddon that is going on. Evil, not aligned truth to stand. So like I said, you talk about people like Martin Luther, the judge shall live by faith. You talk about Martin Luther Jr. in the U.S. for black emancipation, right? Segregation of spirit. And then you go down to the South Africa people. I keep on thinking about people like, you know, Sibiko. I think of people like Samora Masha. I mean, think about this young man. That the great thing is Samora Masha Mozambique. Hmm? What about this guy in Uganda? Oh my goodness. Men who are actually out, young people that were coming up for reforms. But we're caught short in their primes. That is Babylon. I mean, that is a Magadon taking place. That is a Magadon taking place. But one thing is certain. You may kill the reformers. But you can't kill the spirit of reformation. That have ignited. There is no way you can destroy the spirit of reformation. Praise the living God. They, they, they may sow their lives. They may pour out their blood like Paul would say. But you can't stop the spirit of reformation. Genuine spirit of reformation goes on. But what I'm trying to say. Anytime a genuine reformation comes up. What's the next thing that happened? The canon nation comes in. I want to put out the light. That is coming through the spirit of reformation. Praise the living God. Number five. A Magadan is a mindset that will not allow a shift in thought as defined by man or religion. You see, some people say, man, this is the way we know it. This is the way we believe it. This is the way we've been taught. They can't shift. That's a Magadan. The forces of religion, dogmas, 
standing against light and truth that is coming forth in Christ. That's a magnum taking place. Is that okay? And so keeping the sons of God in perpetual bondage to religious beliefs that are not true. That's a magnum. A magnum is a war fought in the valley. This is the inability to overcome the valley mentality. To rise into the place where God has crafted us for in creation and to become the light of the world. A city set on a hill. How do you come out of your valley mentality? That's a magnum. You're struggling to come out. But I ask you to hold on to the light of God's truth. And that's going to lift you up from the valley that you are. The way you think about yourself. How you have always conceived that things can't work beyond what it is. You are actually in the battle of Armageddon. Praise the living God. Amen. Alright. Number seven. Armageddon is the spirit lusting after the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. That is Armageddon. As I told you, it's a war from the ages. How the flesh want to overcome the spirit and the spirit want to subdue the flesh. That is a Magadon taking place in your life, in your personal life. So don't think a Magadon is something that's going to come out in the Middle East. It has always been there. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. And so I read again Revelation 19 verse 19. And I saw the beast, the system of the devil, and the kings of the earth who have united with the system of the devil. And the army is gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army, the followers of Jesus. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he had deceived them that received the mark of the beast. And them that worship his image, these both were cast alive. Into the of fire burning with brimstone. This is going to be the end. Everything you can ever imagine about Armageddon, this is how Armageddon is going to end. All false system be burnt up. All wrong spirit be consumed. The system of the devil be subdued and brought into destruction. Remember, the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet. That wrote miracles before him, with which he deceived them that have received the mark of the beast. And them that worship his image, these boats were cast into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Don't let me be a surprise to you when I use this word. You look at what Jesus told Paul on the road to Damascus. He simply asked the question, Why persecuted thou me? But Paul was not stoning Jesus, remember? He was turning his body. So you see, Jesus was together with his body. So the same thing. The beast is the same with the false prophet. They are all one. Is that okay? So when you take the beast, then you take the false prophet. They all go together. And the Bible says they are consumed in that lake of fire that burning with brimstone. That will be the end. So friend, Armageddon is going to end in a good way. God triumphing over evil. And that is going to be the way it will be for you also. The light of God granted the victory over evil. That is the war of Armageddon. It's not something that is going to take place in the Middle East. It's already on and it had been on. But the victory belongs to God. As God's kingdom ultimately flood your life and begin to explode into the universe. Praise the living God. 
Have a happy thus far. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.